Yeah, so it was one thing in particular, and maybe like maybe you know what went wrong, and I bet you I started thinking it had something to do with like the like the fact that I'm using Visual Studio instead of MonoDevelop, and the fact that I'm using Unity five point five or whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever the current build is. Yeah. Um, but there's there's like a piece of script where it looks like this. Um, I'm just going to okay. write it to you. But, but it, like, for example, like I was writing it. So this is in Visual Studio. You're writing. Okay. Right. Application dot. Oh, uh, right. Did it give you like a little squiggly mark when you wrote that in there? Yeah, it did. Okay. Now, but the problem was, is like the error was for like a completely different line. And I don't know why. Hmm. Like, so it kept telling me my problem was on like line 10. Yeah. And then it said application, blah, 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 like not known. Okay. It says, oh, it says it's obsolete. Yeah. It said it was right. obsolete. <laughs> try this. Yeah. It said, try this instead. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I tried Googling it, but I could, so you know what it is, sounds like. I ran into that same thing. Um, and I, like, I, I ended up just, yeah, doing the same thing you did. I just, I tried it out and then I Googled it. And then it, so what did you find? Uh, basically like, yeah, application.load level is, load level. I yeah. think that's what it is. Application.load level is like an obsolete command that they used to use. And now in the new interface, it's, uh, scene dot load scene or something like that, um, instead. And it actually like functions pretty much the same way, at least from like our, or yeah, scene dot load scene. Uh, I was just writing that for my own benefit. Yeah, that's what it said. It said in the in Visual Studio uh, that it was it was scene manager dot oh, right. scene. Okay, I think I but, know what your but problem was. I couldn't get was. it to work. Did you ever get it to work? No. You had so you were missing the using statement at the top. Um, that said, I forget the full path. It's like using Unity Engine dot level ma- UI or you. No, well, that that's uh that was one a different one. This one is okay. like using Unity Engine dot level manager, I believe. What the fuck? I Googled that for so long and that motherfucker like okay, I get it, like he's on MonoDevelop and he's on like yeah. Unity four Sorry. point whatever. Oh my god, I could not figure it out. And Unity's sitting there telling me the problem and I'm just like, Why is it that's fucking working <laughs> and then i was like well i'm done for now like you know so then i went back to my other projects but then i was just like super like bummed out that like you know like that i don't know that one problem like really got into my head and then you know and then it just like like you said though i mean i haven't been doing it nearly as long but it just like it just irked me that i had all these ideas in my head and i didn't even know like how to begin like to start coding you know i was yeah. just like like paralyzed with like you know too much yeah information i guess um let me see i mean i figured some other things to go and do you know like i started looking at some of those other like pixel edit programs and things like that i texted you about that that one that i have called marmoset uh hexels Uh, yeah 
using Unity Engine dot Scene Management. Yeah, yeah. so I'll have to remember to plug that in. Yeah, that's a common thing. Like if you start typing in some like some command or something in uh, Visual Studio or whatever IDE you're using, and it doesn't, it'll say something along the lines of like this command is not recognized or something. Typically, you're mm-hmm. missing a using statement. I wish that. Well, actually, maybe I don't wish. The reason that it's not all just like bundled in is because if you like, if there was a blanket statement that was like y- using uh, Unity Engine, like everything, then you're loading in a whole bunch of stuff that y- that you don't need, and it just bloats up your your software. So it makes sense. I uh, well, see, and the problem was is like, oh, I'm not using like, yeah, I didn't have my using statement for Unity Engine UI at the start too. And I was like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. And I was like, so proud of myself, plugged it in and it still wasn't working. And I was <laughs> like, and I know that like, you know, because I wasn't getting it to like color code, right. Like uh-huh. how it does in visual studio. Right. You know? And I was just like, I know that it's the using statement, but I didn't know, you know, and I just thought, well, maybe I'm just typing it wrong. Like maybe I'm doing all these other things wrong. And so I tried like a bunch of different little things, like changing it down in the code. And then, you know, and then I found the using statement, but it wasn't what you sent me right there. It was yeah. you know, just the UI. Uh, so I don't know. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> that's a big one to look for. Um, and it took me a couple times here to Google like what. Um, I think I maybe put like when I when I originally Googled it something like using Unity Engine Scene Management or something, and then it came up and showed me that, but. I just did it again and I couldn't remember. I was like, I couldn't remember exactly what I Googled. So I put scene manager does not exist. And it, like the top result uh, is a forum that someone says like, oh, you're missing the using statement using Unity Engine dot scene management. So. Well, all right. But, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's like a common thing that people run into when they first start programming. Like not not even just with game programming like anything um like in uh just normal c sharp uh they have like the collections library or whatever where you can use like lists and things like that and you have to use a using statement in there as well otherwise the compiler doesn't know what you're talking about so it's pretty common okay um <sighs> Well, maybe I'll go back through later and plug my plug my number wizard script into the into all my like user interface stuff that I have. Yeah, yeah, you definitely should. I I watched all the videos, and so I feel like I got a lot out of it still. But like when I had to go rewrite my number wizard script, which you know it took all of five minutes, (laughs) but to rewriting it and then to not have that work when I'm trying to plug in my plug it into my menus and stuff like that. It's just like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like I was so excited to have something with menus and I, and I was like, Oh, this could make like a text adventure, like way cooler, like having menus like this, yeah. like instead of pressing buttons, yeah. like to have, or instead of pressing keys, like you have buttons that you can press, you know, it'd feel like playing Neverwinter nights, right? Yeah. Like you got your bunch of little items that you can press and it's like, boop, press that one, boop, press that. Well, one. that's what they said in the chorus is that they're using this kind of as a, get ready for the next uh all the the next games cuz we're going to be using like the same type of thing 
um, throughout the course. So if it was, I felt pretty like powerful, you know, after doing that one, it was like, whoa, this is cool. Like, oh uh, yeah, I thought I thought the same thing. I was just like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it got me so high. Yeah. Like, in terms of like what I thought I could accomplish with it, and then a, one little hang up in the code, you know, and it just like sent me tumbling <laughs> down. Yeah. I you know I feel you, man. Like, I feel that way a lot. But you just gotta keep at it. Um, sometimes. Well, and that's where like pair coding would have helped a lot because um, when I when I tried it at first and I saw that um, Visual Studio like said this is obsolete, I was like, whoa, that's cool. Like, there's it's warning me to use something better. You know, I thought that was really cool, and it yeah. Well, I thought that was great too, and then I was in my mind. I like after five minutes, I started lamenting that warning sign. I'm like, just fucking be clearer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. And I did. I did try googling it, but I wasn't as thorough as you were. Clearly, uh, I mean, it also is just comes with experience. I read all the forums on the on the Udemy uh, class. I, I read oh. all the forums, and it didn't seem like that many people had problems with it. So. Well, probably because most people are still using the old version of Unity. That's what I gathered. Which, I don't know. I haven't had... I mean, obviously that is a problem um, when they change commands, but then like, if you notice later in the course, they show you how to export to OpenGL or WebGL. Um and the guy's using a new version of Unity, then you'd have, when you go to it at that point, then you'd have to update all those commands there, you know? So it's actually, I feel like it's actually better that we're doing it on the newest version. We're not, we're not learning like old techniques from the beginning, you know? So, but yeah, if we were like, if we were pair coding that, um, it probably wouldn't have taken nearly as long because then you have two of us looking at it at the same time. Well, and that's one thing I took out of the whole thing. I was like, I actually wouldn't mind doing that with you at some point. Yeah. You know, I like, I think just we to should be able to like get the keystrokes down. Like, cause that's the thing. Like I'm starting to get the keystrokes down, but like the syntax is still a little rough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think definitely once we start making projects, um, we're going to probably kind of function like one brain, you know, we're like, yeah, <laughs> we're one one person um that's sexy when you put it like yeah to become one <laughs> uh but also like there is value in um running into brick walls on your own um yeah i know i was i was listening to uh i i don't know if you saw like some of the stuff i added to the resources um document on google drive but I uh, found this thing on YouTube called uh, Game Developers Conference. Uh-huh. Have you seen that at all? No, I haven't. Uh, well, uh, it's basically just like apparently there's like a yearly Game Developers Conference where they have people give presentations on certain topics. Oh, nice. And I've listened to a shit ton. Like yesterday I listened to um, one about like 8-bit art. Yeah. Um, and today I listened to like a postmortem of FTL. Oh, cool. Um, and which you said gosh, was made in okay. Unity, right? Uh, I don't know if it was made in Unity, or, but it was made by two oh, people. Is what I texted gotcha. you. 
but I'm amazed by the number of games that are made in like engines and stuff that like I have right now, like <laughs> Unity, and then the other one I have is uh, Click Team Fusion. Yeah. Like I Google all these games made with those things, and it's just like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, this is such a powerful tool. I know. Um, I don't, I don't know what it was made with, to be honest. Um, Either way, but, that's pretty cool that it was made but, by two uh, people. Yeah, I know. Well, they did have, uh, they they did stress like it was made by two people, but there was like a few things that they contracted out, right? Uh-oh. Like the music. Gotcha. Um, the music they had a contractor, and like some of the art they had a contractor. Yeah. But other than that, like it was like ninety percent of the work was two people, and it took them like between a year and a year and a half. Dang. Yeah, yeah. I know. Doesn't that just like depress you? <laughs> Although they had like a really, they they showed off like their first playable model of the game that they had after thirty days of work, and I was like, I was like, fuck! If you have that after like thirty days, yeah. like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. And. And these guys, like, they never intended it to take off, like, how it did. They left a big studio, and they just wanted to be able to, like, work on a personal project together. Yeah. And, like, it was great because, like, hearing them talk actually was, like, fascinating because it's, like, the same conversations you and I have. <laughs> like, like you know, I was telling you the other day, like, I'm, you know, we're talking about our texting. I'm like, yeah, that's, like, Shadowgate, right? Like, Shadowgate. Yeah. And you're like, I guess. And then I made you watch Shadowgate <laughs> for way too long. But they were doing the same thing, and it was, like, they were talking about, like, you know... Uh, You've played FTL, right? Like, yeah. You've played mm-hmm. it enough. So, you know, you can, like, kind of vent the oxygen out and, like, uh, make fires go out that way and, like, kill borders that way and stuff. Well, one of the things that they had originally was that if you open up your doors like that, you, like, shit would get vented, like, hardcore. Like, anybody in the room would get vented out oh, dang. and die. And they were talking about, like, yeah, you know, I was watching Battlestar Galactica, and there's a scene where the Galactica is... Uh, has a huge fire on board and they're trying to get it under control and they have no option but to like decompress this thing and like 200 people die or something like that and and they go in there and there's just all these like bodies and stuff that like were impaled on the metal and all this stuff and were sucked out into space and you get to see it happen like you see these people like <laughs> and there's no sound that's like it makes it such a, like a punctual scene because yeah. there's no sound and stuff and they, were, and they were just like yeah that's what like we wanted to have that yeah you know because their main inspiration was Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica and shit like that, you know, to like, you know, that's why they have the game they do. And it's funny because that's like when I see that game, I had the same vibe. I was like, oh, yes, it's like Star Trek. It's like all this. And it comes across. But it was just interesting hearing them talk in terms of like their inspiration, like the same way that like you and I would. Yeah, that is cool. I'll have to check it out. I, you know, I did and just bring and up it was that this... resources document. So, yeah. Yeah, check it out. What? Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, it's just funny because, you know, and it was like one guy was like, yeah, you know, I liked this. And the other guy was like, yeah, I'd never heard of that. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. it's like, so I showed him. And then we're like, oh, yes, here's how it goes. You know? Yeah. So it's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot um, in the podcast I've been listening to, uh, game devs like you. It's kind of like. The guy's like interviewing them and they're and he's like, Oh, your game's really cool. Like what are some things that inspire you? And then they list off a bunch of things he's like, Huh. I never heard any of that. <laughs> but <laughs> But every I feel like everyone on this podcast um kind of ha- at some point at least has like a similar experience to what we're kind of having right now where they don't they don't really expect much. They just want to like learn and they want to like make something that they can play and that they can be proud of and 
all that kind of stuff. And then they just somehow like make a breakthrough or maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, it's funny. Cause, um, when I was listening to that before I was listening to game devs like you, uh, except I found out that it has a new name now. Do you know that? Oh, it does. Yeah. It's called gam keto. Oh, here. I'll send you the link. I think, um, gam keto is like the, unless he completely switched the podcast name. I think gam keto yeah, is own, right? Yeah. I thought like yeah. so Gam Keto I thought was just like his whole brand basically and that game devs it is, like you is and like... it's it was, yeah. Oh. Uh the podcast is now called Gam Keto. Oh really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like it's called like it might be called like gamketo.community or something, but it's basically oh, you're right. it's the podcast. It it's yeah, it's the podcast. That's why I was ha- I couldn't get it on my phone. Oh, I had okay. to always like listen to it on my computer. Well, I noticed I like... too like cuz on my podcast app like the icon of all these episodes is game devs like you. And then like farther down, it's just like the Gamkito icon. So dude, I'm watching this video of games made by Gamkito club members. And some of these look amazing. I know. Yeah. I mean, so like that guy, uh, Chris Delion, he kind of was my first, um, inspiration to like make a game because of his free udemy course the he makes pong in javascript which is uh and the course is free on udemy he has like uh, another course that you can pay money for that does like other stuff like brick breaker and this like driving game but like he i don't know he he's all about like helping people make games and like gam keto his like company or whatever you want to call it um is all about like bringing people together to make games. So they have like a, some sort of like club or something that is all online. And then they just like make games together and they do game jams and stuff. And then, yeah, Chris, I uh, listened. Oh, I was going to say, and then Chris and, uh, Christer McFunky pants, whatever his last name is, uh, are like kind of helpers or something. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, listened to like a postmortem of a guy who made a game today, and it's like one of the latest episodes. Like, I I don't know how you listen, but when I find new podcasts, like I I jump into the current ones and then I go backwards while always staying current. I probably should do that, um, but I usually start at the beginning. I end up just doing that because um, because there's very few podcasts that like need to be taken in chronological order. Yeah, true. Um, you know, like, unless you're watching like a show, like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a companion podcast. Like there's lots of companion podcasts that go with like shows that you like watching. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, if you're doing that, like go in order for sure. Right. Um, but then, but then anything that like strives to like build a community or, um, you know, that has like user participation or listener participation, like I always, I might like the way I'll download a new podcast sometimes it's like I'll download like the most current mm-hmm. and the one before it. And then I'll download like the first or one that's like really early, depending on how many episodes there are. Like I might not go all the way back. Um, and that'll give me a, like a really good idea of like what to expect. Mm-hmm. And that way it's like, if I like it, I'll download the most current one every time it comes out and then I'll keep listening to other ones. Yeah. Um, and I listened to this one and this guy did a postmortem of a game he made and it's like basically like a top down, basically the way he described it is like legend of Zelda style. Hmm. Um, and it was like a little 10 minute episode, but the whole time he's talking about how 
he's like, yeah, this was my idea. And I didn't really have that much experience. Like I've been doing this like coding off and on for like three years or whatever. And they were like, Hey, do you want to pitch a game for the club? And he's like, sure. So he like pitched a game and then realized like all of these things he learned about like, you know, putting in code like every day rather than like a, maybe like once or twice a week, like j- big sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which I think is like a, pro- a really common theme in like any sort of like art for sure. Um, but, uh, but then I, like the one thing that got me down a little bit was I was like, oh, I was like, dude, if this guy could do it. Like I could do it, I guess. Like, why not? Like, but then he was like, and here's like all the people that helped from the Gam Keto Club. And there was like a huge list of people. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> like yeah. they made this like cool game in a month. And there was like, you know, two dozen people that helped on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing stopping us from reaching out to groups like that, but I don't know. I kind of want to, I mean, yeah. I not saying I wouldn't want to do that, but I kind of want to start with where I'm at now, kind of figure it out on my own for a little bit. But nope, I agree wholeheartedly. That's uh I mean, I, that's just like how I work anyways, right? Like why bring in strangers or whatever like Yeah. Yeah. So if you get if you're looking um, for another podcast, one of my favorites I've ever listened to um is called This Developer's Life. Um it's pretty short. It's like 20 some episodes and they haven't made an episode in quite a while. I don't really know why. But that's uh, for me by the way, just sending that for myself. Okay. But uh super good. I really like um both the guys that are on there. The one of the co-hosts is named um, Scott, I think Scott Hanselman, and uh, he works for Microsoft and he lives in Portland. And uh, he ha- he has like, if you Google his name, that guy is insane. He has stuff on everything. And it's funny because um, I can't remember, it might have been a C-sharp course that Microsoft puts out on their um, website. Like they have a free um learning site what is it called virtual something or other um and he was like a teacher on some of those shows and stuff too so but anyways it's a good good podcast i was listening to it like maybe two years ago when i was going through uh the odin project um trying to get into web development before i like burned out (laughs) Um, right but that one's that's cool my favorites too Anyways, um, well, do you want to do you want to do any kind of coding um, or anything? I was thinking one project that might be kind of fun to do before we make uh, before we go too far, I guess, would be to do some kind of uh, console application just with C sharp, not necessarily tied to Unity, but do some sort of uh, like console game, like. Uh, one of the things I made uh, when I was still going to school was this arena game where um, you have multiple like creatures and then you can make them fight each other. Uh, and all it, that sounds utterly badass. It, it, it was pretty fun. It was uh, I mean, it's all about like teaching you about classes, like object oriented programming, inheritance, basic uh things that go hand in hand with object oriented programming uh but in like a fun way and so i think i could stand to learn more so (laughs) 
it uh it would be completely text-based but i thought it might be a good um that's fine a good project that we can pair yeah. code on yeah um i'd be fine with that like yeah okay i definitely um i definitely i'm not gonna lie like having done like so much on this unity course like i'm so pumped to like get rolling on our project you know yeah. like the text thing true and you know that's still what we want to do like i could just like i, I see so much yeah. like so many ways to do it and all this sort of stuff and um but if it means that like maybe a couple times a week like you know how i mean how long would this console application take oh i don't know um i mean probably a couple of a, i would say a couple hour Sessions. sessions yeah okay i was gonna say like if we wanted to take a week i'm like maybe like every other day or like every couple of days like yeah set aside a couple hours i think that'd be a good idea <laughs> um i'd be more than happy to do that because like I, I it's like today really like illuminated how scrubby i am <laughs> well after feeling so yeah so powerful <laughs> Don't feel bad though. Like I said, you, I mean, no, I know you're still. Well, super that's like the new. one thing is like, you've said it, and then I was listening to to the Gam Keto podcast today, and that guy said it. You know, the same thing. He's like, I had to go back and relearn all my code. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, God. No, I mean, um, it's just a constant thing, and I I fall into that all the time. Where I'm like, oh, like you know, I'll I'll make something that was hard, but like I finish it and I'm like, wow, that's all it took. You know, like that wasn't bad. Like I can do this. And then like, I go on to some, something else. And I'm like, damn, this is so hard. Like I, I, I know, I don't think I can do this, you know, but then you just, work I know. Through it. Well, after I finished the text adventure on the Udemy course, the first time mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm not going at through and adding the extra stuff. Well, and then like this week I was like, I'm going to go through and add the extra stuff. <laughs> and I, and I did all of it. And I was just like, you know, and it's like, I swear like four hours went by or however long it was. And I was just like, I was like, Oh fuck, that felt really good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it felt the same way that it felt like in the, you know, back when I was in high school or like r- starting college where I would like learn a new trick on, uh, um, FL studio, mm-hmm. you know, free loops and just yeah. be like, Oh, how can I use this? And then I'd start using it. And then I would binge for like a whole night. Like, and I'd look up at the clock and it was like five o'clock in the morning. And I've like created a song that like (laughs) stemmed out of this, like one trick that I learned or whatever. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, yeah, I totally know what you mean. I, I think, um, it would be good for us to, um, do that where we get together and code together like multiple times a week um, to keep our chops up. I mean, I, I've been programming pretty much every day, um, but a lot of times it's not on the stuff that we're working on. I'm still working on web development stuff. So like when I'm not doing Udemy, I'm uh, stuff I'm doing JavaScript mostly, um, which helps, but it won't like, syntax wise and everything it'll be different so it'd be good i think for us to uh to do something maybe like start off like once or twice a week and then on fridays we can do whatever we want to do i'd be fine with that yeah so um yeah that sounds fun okay um 
Is that something you want to also <laughs> record? <laughs> <laughs> or um, or we can do that off hours and just show it or something. We could do like a recording like after or something. Yeah. Nobody needs to like listen to us like go through. Okay, Rhett. Now you need to <laughs> press up. the W key, followed Whatever. by the O key. <laughs> uh, nah, it's good, man. Well, do you want to do some of that now? Or Yeah, you, why yeah. not? It's up to you. If you got time, otherwise we could do whatever. Like we could uh, look at diagramming like our yeah, other you might, know, our game. Uh, might not be a bad idea too. Um I was I mean, We have tomorrow as well, so. Yeah, I was going to say some of that maybe we can save for tomorrow. I was kind of thinking we might start like a diagram tomorrow and talk about like different ideas we have. I honestly other than what I already put in there, I didn't come up with anything. <laughs> Yeah, right. and then I added a little bit as well. Yeah, I read what but you, it wasn't you put like in there. substantive. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like and building on your idea. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, all right. Why don't we do also, that like, kind of I don't stuff know. tomorrow? What? Why don't we focus on that stuff tomorrow and tonight? We can just do some like, uh, okay, wood shedding. Let's. <laughs> Wood shedding, bro. What are we like musicians all of a sudden? You know it, bro. Uh, what bro, were you? Gonna... That's like the broest bro that ever broed on the Broville. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what were you gonna say before that? Before I, I was just gonna say too, like on the current Udemy uh, section I'm on too. It's like adding music and stuff. I'm like, oh boy, uh, dude, like, I know. We're getting into legit status here. Yeah, I. Uh, Although I... it's. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was gonna say I I stayed home sick two days this week and I uh, I worked like quite a bit on that and I want I kind of wanted to keep going but I was like uh eh, I'll like I'll make sure like this Friday what we want to do but uh man it looks pretty cool I'm I'm excited yeah I did that yeah, it's funny it's cool sorry, sorry. I, don't mean to <laughs> no. I'm such a bad I think person. it's the delay too. <laughs> Um, I, I made a, a brick breaker game uh, using Chris Delion's course. Um, but I have a feeling like this one's going to be way more awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's, I thought it at first, like, so, you know, um, I bought that click team fusion game engine, Mm -hmm. which is like that 2d game. I bought it for you too. Uh, anyway, (laughs) um, I would the first tutorial that because it has a couple of tutorials included with it. The first one is like a brick breaker game. Nice. Now, uh, this game engine's like way different in the sense that it's like I mean I don't know, I don't know much about it yet except that it looks like everything's like built in, like you know it's like a lot of drag and drop like graphical interface and then like events like there's no I don't know if there's any coding like I think it's all just like you use this engine interface like unity and mm-hmm. you like set conditions and um, shit like that, like by basically like point and click. Right. Yeah. And the first one it has is like a brick breaker game. And so when we started this Udemy thing, I was like, what brick breakers like way down there. I was like, this is bullshit. But you know, we did number one, then we did the text thing. And then we did, went back and added the interface for the number wizard and i was thinking like the whole time i mean i know i jumped ahead to the brick breaker thing but um 
but it's, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, oh, that's done so well. It's done so well. Like, it's like, go ahead. Here's like your introduction to coding, you know, and like how you're going to script stuff for Unity. And then it's like, okay, like here's using the Unity interface plus coding with like the text adventure. Yeah. And then it was like solely the Unity interface when you're learning to build the interface for Number Wizard. Yeah. Like it's pretty much only Unity. Right. And now going on to the Brickbreaker thing and like adding music, adding the graphics and stuff, it's like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like it's so coming together yeah. like so well. I'm glad like they eased into right. it, you know, like I, I've really enjoyed this course and how it's laid out so far. Um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. And I don't know if you've joined the Discord channel yet. No, I haven't. But there are some really good conversations going. Really? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, here's one conversation with this guy between this guy named Korma and Rob. And if you look at it, I don't know if you've joined it, but you can join it from the Udemy thing. Um, but there's a room, a text channel called Unity. And there's a conversation going on right now about the text adventure. And some guy's like, yeah, I wanted to like create a better inventory system. But rather than creating like a billion game states, is there another way to do it? He wanted to try and do it using like a bool array, which I thought was like really clever. Except he still doesn't have it worked out yet how it would work. And he's got a bunch of people like in there giving him ideas on how to like use a bool array to figure out like whether or not you have an item yeah in your inventory makes sense which i was just like oh <laughs> clever like that's like a really like kind of a clever way to like save on just creating like you know a hundred games <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would suck which like i don't think creating a hundred game states is necessarily that big of a deal like it was a lot of work when i did it the other day because like instead of just copy and pasting, like I created like unique text for each game state. Um, but I don't know. It was just cool. Like seeing people like being like really proactive and like being involved and like helping each other. And there's like huge blocks of code in here. And like, people are like, Oh yeah, you should. Okay. Look at that line and like, see if this works. If you try to plug this in, it's, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty cool. And I think it's a lot more helpful than the forums to be honest. If you, um, if you jump in on it nice. and then they've actually, they've done live uh, AMAs. Oh, that's on cool here as well. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. I haven't checked it out. Um, yeah. There's, there's rooms for like the unity engine specifically. Then there's a room called dev. There's a room called biz, which I thought was really interesting. It's all about like the business aspect. Huh. Then there's one called, then there's one about blender and one about art. Nice. So join the room, dude. Yeah, it's cool. Maybe I will. There's like 500 people in here, but uh, <laughs> if even if you just read some of the conversations, like yeah. it's really pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I uh, uh, Free Code Camp has a chat room, and I one time went in there. Like their forums are super helpful, but I was like looking for help on something and wanted it like immediately, and so I went into the the chat room and like it was just getting flooded with stupid stuff like over and over so i was like huh maybe pretty skeptical of well, this seems... like that but that's cool that that one seems well this seems good. really interesting and plus discord like you can obviously like set your notification yeah uh you know parameters mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff and i just checked in randomly and this guy was like you know like i said the bull uh, array was something not I hadn't thought about it myself, but I was thinking about that because that's the type of game we want to make. Right. And I was like, I do not want to create like 120 <laughs> game states or more. Cause I rough hand diagrammed out like the first 
you know, a couple minutes of our game, just like in, on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I was like, you know, already there was like two dozen. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, and I didn't want to skimp. Like I wanted to be like really flesh it out and like be able to like add stuff and add pictures and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, maybe that's the way to do it. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll come up with the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, uh, but um, I think it'll really help when we diagram it out and then see. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I agree. Well, I guess most of that would be managed with code. But one thing that I really enjoyed about this last one was seeing how you transition between the different scenes. That's something that I have like always wondered how to do, you know, and I don't really know necessarily right. how you do it without a game engine still. But like um, <clears throat> when I was in college and I worked on that point and click game, uh, we we basically we made it in flash and then i the first game um was on one website we hosted it on a website and then once they hit the last point in the game it actually um just loaded up a different website and then brought you to the next section of the flash game it was like so janky it was like two separate games <laughs> but one just like sent like a request <laughs> to the the web page that hosted the other one, and then it loaded up. Right. It was so janky. Um, so like when it, they showed that, like it was so easy, you know. Like yeah. wow, that's so cool. That <laughs> well, and that's what interested me actually, and I thought the same thing about that because I was like, oh, this would be like really cool. You know, you have your level here. Here's your screen. And it's like, and if you still haven't done it, I really recommend like checking out at least one choice of games. Yeah. Like choice of vampires, really good choice of dragons, choice of broadsides. Those are my three favorites that are out mm-hmm. that are free. Okay. Um, and you can see like how they do it. And it's like, you know, you have a, like a bunch of different options and like, sometimes you have like three options. Sometimes you have a dozen options of like how to react to the text that's on screen. And, and I started thinking like when we were doing, when, you know, we were learning about the buttons on Unity and stuff. I was like, I wonder if you could do it that way. Like, instead of having it all handled by text and, like, button presses, uh-huh. uh, just load you know, it. I wonder if you could have the text and all that oh. sort of stuff, and you handle it with code, and instead of pressing a key, like, you have a button on screen that you could click on. Because that would translate to mobile really well. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, the there you go, click on that, and then that dictates, like, the next scene you would go to. I don't know. Like, I don't know how it would work when, you know, with all the different game states and also different scenes, like... Huh. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, can you not hear me? No, I can hear you. Oh, I could hear you the whole time. Oh, you could? Oh, weird. <laughs> like, you know how in Curse, your, like, l- little logo guy or whatever lights up? Yeah. Well, every time I was, like, talking to you for, like, the last two minutes, it nothing came up. Like... Oh, weird. So that was weird. Anyways. Yeah, I could hear you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I assume I assume the whole time I could hear you. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be a good way of but, doing it. And then... Because I don't know. Because that translates to mobile really well, right? Because like, how on mobile are you going to press the T key? Right. Yeah, exactly. Take, you know, or how are you going to do press M <clears throat> to look at the mirror or whatever? Yeah. You know, it's like... It's like, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, for that for that game, I guess, um, 
I wasn't thinking about mobile, but that's a good point. They don't have a keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was thinking about mobile because it translates to mobile really well because it's like, to me, it, I, it's, you know, it's like uh Zork. Oh Jesus. My cat just jumped into a basket and tipped it over. It was really cute. Um, <laughs> because like Zork, for example, is like one of the first text adventures for PC. And you used to have to like type out, the stuff that you want to do exactly and there was not really that much like reference to like what you needed to type and if there was typos it wouldn't work and if you didn't type the exact like thing right it wouldn't work right but after that or around the same time was like the choose your own adventure books and it's a lot of like if you want to do this turn to that page if you want to do this turn to that page which then when rpgs started coming out especially like uh especially like the D D, like forgotten realms games like especially Icewind Dale, especially Neverwinter Nights, was like one of the first big ones that did, did that did this right, where you have all of these different options and you just click them and move on. Yeah. And um, um, but in but the choice of games things like always really translated in my mind because it's the same idea as the book, right? Like the joy of the book was holding it in your hand, being able to take it wherever you went, and it was a game in some aspects because like some of them required you to like keep track of like things that you had picked up. And, you know, like your hit points and stuff like that. Like there's a couple I played that really required you to keep track of a lot of this stuff. Like there's a character sheet that came with it and you're supposed to photocopy it before you play it. And that way you could write on it. <laughs> um, and so then when I was placing, playing Choice of Vampires, which felt, you know, maybe it truly wasn't, but it really seemed to me to be as in-depth as those Choose Your Own Adventure books that had that character sheet that you did. Um, but it kept track of all of, all of it for you. And on top of that, you got to keep it in your hand. Like, yeah. and then you could pause it just by boop, clicking your home screen. And like, there it is. It, it, it'll be there when you go back. And then bloop, you open up <laughs> the app. There it is right where you left off. Like no That's problem. Cool. And then when you beat it, you beat it. And it's like, oh God, that felt so good. And it's like, feel free to st- like, Choice of Vampire had a timer so that you couldn't just spam it. Like, cause they were, they wanted you to buy it. But, oh, um, gotcha. But it had a timer, and it was like every like fifteen minutes or something like that. You could replay it, so you just like wait fifteen minutes and then play again. <laughs> like, it's not that long to wait. Yeah, uh, just go do something else. Yeah, go back to work. Uh, <laughs> um, but to me, like that felt like the pinnacle, right? And then, and then I started seeing, and I had this idea, like at least to me, like I wanted to be able to create a choose your own adventure book that would be used, like that could be used for education. And not that this needs to be that. I don't really want it to be or expect it to be. Yeah. But I thought like a choose your own adventure book for education would be genius because that's like, that was me as a kid. I I wanted that. I wanted like the, I wanted to be able to see like how my actions could impact history in a sense. And we had even, in, when I was in fourth, fifth grade, like played a weird like role-playing version of the Oregon Trail where you had to make all the decisions, manage your resources. And it was literally just like, students sitting at our desks and like listening to the teacher talk and like (laughs) there was dice rolling i shit you not there was dice rolling and all these other things and so when i was thinking about that as an adult i'm like you could do this as an app and just make it a text adventure yeah and the dice rolls are off screen and like you know all this other and you get to choose these things and sometimes they work sometimes they don't like maybe you always pick the right thing or there's a couple things that you can pick that are always right or always wrong there's other things that like might be a dice roll and the dice roll gets like, uh, you know, easier, like depending on like certain things that you've already done or the dice roll gets harder depending on other things that you've done. 
Um, and to me, that seemed like really exciting, right? And I was like, oh, I could do totally do this, totally do the Oregon Trail or totally do like anything like that and be able to take it to a school and be like, here's this thing I made. Here's why you should buy it. And here's how it'll help your students. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool, especially for fourth grade kids. Like that seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Right. And I keep thinking that like right in that fourth, fifth, sixth grade region. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that be the most badass thing? They want to role play the Oregon trail. (laughs) Right, dude. I mean, dude, that was the most fun I ever had in elementary school. And I was one of, I had a class of like 26 back then. And I was one of three people who made it to Oregon. Oh, wow. (laughs) Like in the Oregon trail. (laughs) Yeah. In this game we played. Dang, dude. And we played it once. I like how you remember that. It was like. Dude, I was so proud. Yeah, I was so I proud. I could tell. <laughs> well, because everybody kept telling me like my my the choices I was making were wrong. <laughs> like that's wrong. That's wrong. I was like, Fuck off. <laughs> this is such a rat story. <laughs> everyone was against you, but you still did it. <laughs> Not everyone. Not everyone. But there was like a lot of like kids whom like did not hold me in high regard. Yeah, you know, and never really did like throughout school, even in high school, like they were trying to tell me that the choices I were making were the wrong ones. And the fact was, is like they were like making the popular choices or like yeah, the trendy choices right. or the choice that like they thought would be cooler. And I was making like the hard pragmatic choices. Like I remember one of the choices, like I had to like shoot my my like one of my horses or something. <laughs> and they're like, why would you do that? I'm like, because my fucking horse is about to die and has like a broken leg. Like, I'm not going to force it to walk. And they're like, now you don't have a horse. I'm like, so? <laughs> like, uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Oh, man. And that was, a co- that was a common theme throughout school, to be honest, with a lot of my classmates. Yeah. I know most of the stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so. Do you want to dive into some coding, bro? I, Let's do it. I actually Let's go ahead and sign off. And all right, sounds good. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our fifty-minute check-in on on why I need help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, institutionally, whatever. All right. Anyway, I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Uh, and this has been a Game Dev's Quest. <laughs> Bye.